Welcome to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, who both got gastric sleeve surgery five years apart. We wanted to create a supportive family with full transparency by sharing our stories as well as others from the community. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. Hey, guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. <laughs> no. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor immediately. Ye- yes. And that includes diet, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys, and we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family. That's right. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. Today is going to be so much fun. Yes, it is. Because because we have a special guest. We do. We always have, we have special, special guests. Guest. Yeah. But this is kind of a really cool special guest because she is from across the pond. Yes, she's across the pond right now. It's late at night where she's at. And she has a really, really cool website slash app that she just released. And we are so excited to be able to tell you guys all about it or have her tell you all about it. That's right. Because we love the idea. Well, it's so exciting that someone was like, you know what? We all still need help. Like there's not enough help out there. And mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and get like a website going. So there's like a where a place to go for us. Exactly. Because um, that's what we're all about. Because like I'm, you guys all know, I'm five years plus post-op. Yep. And I felt alone. There was nowhere for me to go. There was no community. And I just felt like... I guess I, this is just what I do now, and I just feel kind of weird inside all the time because <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this. Oh. So without further ado, we have Blessing. Welcome, Blessing. Hi, everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. thank you. We uh, are appreciate you taking your time. Yes to come on and tell everybody about the amazing journey that you had and the amazing, amazing website and app that you are have already launched. So mm-hmm. Yeah, because you are two eight weeks post op, correct? That's correct. That yes. Is correct. So let us know about your journey. Like when did you like feel like you needed to have the surgery? What did all that entail? What was like your highest weight? When did your journey start? Yeah. Um, so my, my journey officially started, um, around October of 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, I've always had in my mind that I wanted to do this because I've always been overweight my entire life, depending on whatever age I was on, um, in mm-hmm. or at, um, I was never at a normal weight. Like even when I was small, I was still overweight for my height, my age, mm-hmm. um, and I've always felt different um, because it is quite a big family. It's not like we have um, <laughs> anyone really that's skinny. It's almost like a part of our DNA. Like a lot of us were pretty big boned. Um, mm-hmm. But as I grew up um, all through high school, super bullied for my weight, I, uh, all through university, like I just never felt myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always had insecurities. You know, when you're a bigger person and someone talks to you, you feel like, Either they're taking pity on you mm-hmm. or um, or they're just like have a fetish or something for bigger people. Like you never feel like anybody genuinely likes you because you don't like yourself. Yeah, I felt so, like I was talked down to a lot. Right. Yeah. So like all sorts of things happened. And I looked into the surgery maybe a year ago 
because in Canada, it, it's offered for free as part of our healthcare. If you qualify, if you're considered clinically overweight or obese, okay, then you do get the option. However, it's a long process, right? So mm-hmm. you have to do therapy, group sessions. It could be like years before you actually get on the, the table. Oh, wow. Um, so that's so Canada? I'm sorry? That's Canada, yes. Okay. So it's like it's like a minimum of one year to even get surgery. That's if you get approved, if they feel like you're doing it for the right reasons and, and et cetera. Okay. Um, so I started the journey maybe a year ago and I asked my surge my doctor to refer me, did a few group sessions, and then it was just taking too long and I just kind of dropped out okay. of the waiting list. I got a little discouraged. People were like, oh, you can do it yourself. Just get on a diet. Stop eating so much, you know? Like, like, like no shit. That- I've tried that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like drink lots of water and eat lots of protein. Like, mm. you know, the, the stupid advices you get. So I, I dropped out, right? Yeah. Then, then I got it back in my mind this past November or October. And I was like, okay, I really want to do this. But it takes so long to get the surgery. Mm. And I want it now. I don't want to have enough time to change my mind again. Mm. I don't want enough time to have people discourage me. Um, So I looked into self-pay options. Um, Now, obviously, in the U.S., in Canada, it's like tens of thousands of dollars, right? You're going to pay. And so I joined some gastric groups some bariatric groups and I asked questions Mm -hmm. and a lot of helpful people gave me referrals to where they went to that were affordable and I ended up going to Mexico for mine Um, so I went to a clinic called um a slimmer me is the name a slimmer me yeah a slimmer me in Tijuana okay um, it was against I spent $3,500. Wow. Oh, that's really good. Which, in- which included medication because they gave me medication. It included my hotel and it included transportation from San Diego airport. Wow. They were super, super accommodating, super friendly. Everybody spoke perfect English. I was so nervous because I had never been cut open before. Okay. You know, never had any major surgery. I was so nervous. Mm. But it was the best. I literally wish that I knew about this a year ago when I started. Um, But so December 4th, I had my surgery. Um, Did anybody go with you? Oh, sorry. I I went all alone. Oh, wow. I I didn't even tell anyone I was going to Mexico. I told my mother and my friend that I was going to have surgery in San Diego because it was in the U.S. and I didn't think that they would worry as much if I said that I was going to Mexico for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I said I was going to San Diego, which I technically did. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't stay in San Diego. I, yeah. I didn't stay in San Diego. Um, I, I got there. They, they drove me to the border. It was like 10 minutes. It, wasn't, it didn't even like it was just so easy. And so quick. They took me in the van. I met other ladies who were having surgery the same day. Super friendly. So I felt at, at home, to be honest. I saw other people there. You know, we all were in the same hotel. Super nice hotel. The hotel had a kitchen. 
It oh, had wow. a, like it was literally the best hotel I've ever stayed at. I don't think I've ever had a hotel with a kitchen in it before. Huge fridge, stocked with je- Jello because that's all we could eat. Oh, like they literally went above and beyond. The hotel gave us stock free, like you know, broth, whatever okay. we needed. So it was like the best experience. So oh, December fourth wow. was my official surgery day. Okay. Um. I weighed in at the clinic at 330 pounds. Um, And I weighed in this morning at 301. Yay! Yay! You're almost in the 200s. That's so crazy. I was like, I've been really hard on myself because I wasn't sure if I was losing fast enough. Mm-hmm. Or I, like I felt like I was a slow loser. People were like, "Oh my god, I lost twenty pounds in one week," you know. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling so, um, like I was feeling like I was doing it really slowly because I would lose two pounds here, four pounds one week. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't seem huge, but it all adds up. You it know? does. Every pound, pound loss. So you just have to think of it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel great when you step on the scale and only one pound came off. However. That's one pound. You probably wouldn't have lost yourself. Yeah. You know? Like one pound's a lot of weight. Like just getting that off of you like slowly, it, as long as it's happening, as long as the scale's going down, mm-hmm. like yeah. don't get discouraged because we just talked to Dr. Dovak and she said that's very common for the first month that the women don't lose that much. Like maybe even just only 10 pounds, mm-hmm. she said. I lost, I lost 15 in my first month. So you're, you're like way ahead yeah like you're you're good you're good that's you're a good. lot yeah and i mean have you ever seen that picture of the fat oh right mm-hmm. so it's that's like five fat. pounds of fat and you're like oh my gosh so that's five that's pa- like can you like okay i'm doing okay right you're like you we're lose fine. a pound like if you divide that into pound sections like that's a lot of weight it is it is Definitely. and that's and gotta be happy that it's not in your body anymore mm-hmm. Definitely. The biggest thing that people struggle with is comparing themselves to other people. Yes. Because yeah. everybody's different. I I literally feel so bad when I see that somebody lost 30 pounds in like five minutes mm-hmm. and I'm struggling to get my water in because I'm brand new out of surgery. Yeah. Struggling to get protein in. It's like a full-time job making sure you get your protein in water. It I, is. I don't feel like 100%. I have, hours. I don't have enough hours in my day to drink that much water. It literally... <laughs> so it's such a struggle and it, it gets easier think, though it definitely gets easier yeah once you get to solids it's gonna get easier I remember going nuts with the timers and just being so obsessive with mm-hmm. the water and protein because I, I never got it in I never could get enough in ever mm-hmm. like I feel like all I was doing was one minute protein, one minute water, and I still never got it. And I was like, how am I not hitting my numbers? This is so well, frustrating. And the cool thing now is that because of the community, all the research we've done and all of the, you know, interviews we've done and such, like we found ways of getting more protein in yeah. than before when you, you have no idea what you're doing. Mm-mm. Right. So, you know, give the yourself some grace. Yes. You'll get yeah. there. <laughs> I went, I only took a I only took like a weekend off of work. Oh, so wow. I went back to work immediately. I literally went, my surgery was a Friday. I was back to work Monday. Girlfriend. And <laughs> I, I work from home. I'm a web developer. So right. when I open that laptop, I do not close it for hours. So mm. sometimes I literally have to remind myself, hey, you haven't even eaten today. 
you've gotten like zero water in, zero protein mm-hmm. in. It's so difficult to be a, such a busy person and remember to do all these things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's like I have to have a water by my desk. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to add my my water flavoring because the f- taste of water after surgery it's like so weird I can't stand it. So <laughs> and I some people my- are like that though. Yeah, some people yeah. just can't stand the taste of plain water after surgery. We've found a lot of good um, liquid flavoring. Yeah, enhancers. Yeah. yeah, I have Skittles. I have Skittles powders. So. Skittles. It's zero sugar. Okay. And I buy it from Amazon. It's like, it was comes like a box of different Skittle flavors and you pour it in water. You're drinking juice. It tastes so amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, That is really cool. So good. So these are the little things that I spent hours and hours researching before Mm. my surgeries. Like, how am I going to do this after? Mm. Like, because they don't tell you these things. They don't Mm -hmm. tell you that, oh, you might not like the taste of water after surgery. Mm You might not even like the taste of the protein shakes you were having during your pre-op diet. Yep. People like I bought tons of protein shakes, mm. could not stand it after surgery. Could not stand it. That's such Nobody, a bummer. Those you are know? expensive. So like, yeah. I mean, I I had to force myself to drink them because like mm. y- y- you know how much protein, premier protein costs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're know? like I'm not gonna waste uh, this dollar. Like we'll figure this yeah, shit out. Like we, I, I have yeah, to have protein yeah, no matter premier what. Premier protein now, like I cannot stand it. And we found so many good options. Like we um, just recently discovered Obvi. Yeah, I don't O-B-Z-I. know if you've seen our post, yeah. but it is amazing. Like the taste of it. Is like you're drinking a milkshake. Yeah. Essentially. Or like, cereal. It's like the in, like I like the cinnamon toast one. Yes. And it does taste Ooh. like you just had cereal. It was, yeah. it's so, so good. And it and, has like a thick kind of uh, texture too. So it's like if you just shake it up, put it in the fridge for 20 minutes and then drink it afterwards, mm-hmm. it has like a thickening agent. And so it feels like you're actually drinking like cereal. And water, uh, it cereal has milk. collagen in it. Yeah. Which is That's probably super, why. Super <laughs> important to us. As bariatric patients to get the collagen back. Yeah. Are you, how is your hair loss? Are you having any right now? I haven't noticed any hair loss, okay. but hey, I'm a black girl. So my, my hair is sewn in. Like, I don't even know what it looks like under this. Okay. So, I understand. Um, the front is my hair, and I haven't noticed any breakage other than normal. Okay. However, early, right? People yeah. typically get months in. So I'm, I'm dreading it mm. and I'm praying that I don't get as much because some people don't, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's inevitable and mm-hmm. it's the price to pay. I mean, I know that my skin is going to look ridiculous soon. Um, and I know that people are like worried about it, taking biotin. I'm not worried about these things because it's not like, it's going to go away. Like your hair is going to grow back. It's mm-hmm. not gonna, you're not going to go bald from the surgery. Mm-hmm. It, you might hair but it's gonna come back so i'm not worried about the vanity stuff yeah um as much and i know that you know skin um there are supplements for this Mm -hmm. and worse comes to worse you get the surgery like it's inevitable so i'm trying not to you know overthink that stuff i'm really Mm -hmm. worried about getting my protein in getting my water in eating the right things yeah Mm -hmm. um not stretching out my you know, sleeve. I'm already worrying about that stuff. <laughs> okay, so we already we talked to Dr. Dovak about that, and yeah. you'll have to listen to the episode. It drops in One, two two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, and okay. she said it 
you cannot stretch your stomach, your pouch out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's physically impossible was, for you to stretch it out. She was breaking some myths for us. Yeah. And that was one of them. That because, is one of them because I worry about that. Oh, I worried the whole, the first, that's probably why I couldn't get my water protein in because I was so worried about it. I was like, oh, I can only oh have this. God. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't worry about that. She already broke that, that falseness to us and said, you cannot I don't do that. that happens to you. But like some days I forget to eat and I literally have like one shake and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Other days I stop eating. I'm just I'm the, like, yes, my face. We like, both today, get that way. Today I had Domino's and I felt so guilty after. I mean, I only ate two chicken wings and one garlic bread and I'm full. However, I feel like, oh my gosh, that's not good. Like you shouldn't be eating like that. You shouldn't be eating so much. Well, how, um, how long did it take you to eat that? That's another factor. I struggle eating eating fast I, okay. I would say okay. I struggle with is not eat, is not slowing down or not chewing enough mm. because I I do find that if I don't do that it tends to come back up mm-hmm. uh, like I don't know if it's considered dumping if you don't throw up but sometimes I'll eat and then it comes back and it's like a slimy feeling in your yep. throat where food coming back up is that dumping or is that just no like, that's like acid you've reflex eaten, you've eaten too much yeah that's that's like just like something you, is throwing up, right? If you yeah. throw up, you've done. Yeah. Right. Well, and um, I think dumping also I is thought like, that was out of your butt. <laughs> oh my gosh. I Dump, dumping. dumping is actually like you get like the sweats, you get like okay. you feel like you're gonna throw up, you feel like you're you're gonna run to the bathroom. Yeah. Like there's a um it kind of almost feels like you have the flu, and so yeah, like, I was told or food poisoning, maybe like symptoms. Yeah, okay. so that's kind of I, more dumping. Um, I have experienced dumping, but I've definitely thrown up. But typically, as soon as I throw up, I'm fine. Yeah, because like, it's just like it got, was too much food in there. I threw it up, and now I'm fine. Okay, like sometimes I eat, and then I'll just feel like a tightening in my chest, and so I'll force myself to throw up, or like I'll bring it back up, but like not all of it. Like if mm-hmm. I overeat and I throw up a little bit, it's almost like I took out the excess and now I'm fine. Right. So yeah. I'm saying that I that I, that's dumping, but it sounds like it's not. It's just me eating it, too much. Yeah, it's eating too yeah. much. Yeah, it's your I, body saying, "Hey, there, you put too much in here, so it's coming up." Yes, and <laughs> okay. I would say, are you learning from those experiences? Like learning, like how, like okay, what your limit yes. is. Okay, good. Yeah, so, good. So it's almost because. Because they tell you, like, everybody has different signs of when they, they're they full. Yeah. Right. And some people, it's like hiccups. Some people, it's this. And now I'm learning that, for me, it's when my saliva gets really slimy. Okay. Like, when it feels almost like I have phlegm. Now I know that, oh, my God, it's literally, I'm full. Yeah. Because if I eat one more bite, it will come up in a mm-hmm. slimy texture. Like, it's literally slime when I'm throwing it up. Gotcha. So when I start to feel my throat getting really slimy, I know that I'm full. Okay. I that haven't experienced anything else. Um, so I feel like that's my only sign right now mm. is, the, is the sliminess in my throat. Maybe others will develop. But so when those things happen, now I'm learning mm-hmm. the signs of when to stop eating. Yeah, I've, I've experienced the hiccups. I've done definitely burps, um, burps, my nose running. If my nose starts Mm. running, I'll be like, oh, okay, I've eaten too. uh, Like I'm full. It's such an odd one. It's a weird response or like I'll get like hot. 
Like, mm. I yeah. get, like, especially if I eat too much cheese, and they actually call it the cheese sweats. So huh. if you eat oh. too much cheese, like, it can give you, like, a sweaty how response. Funny. Like, how weird is that? That's interesting. Our bodies are so crazy. Yeah. It's diff- it's all different. Sometimes I feel it in my chest. That's- like, it's a tight mm-hmm. feeling. It's almost, like, stuck right here. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just know that. I'm I'm overeating now. Like you should stop eating now. Yeah, um, we just did our live, and I still get that where it's like, oh, I can feel it right here, and it almost yeah. feels like a rock. It's like, oh, yep. we are, yeah, this we're not going any further. Like you need to stop it exactly. <laughs> and we'll like she'll, just stand we'll, up. Yeah, we'll both put stand up, up, put the arms up, and it kind yeah. of like forces it to like slow. And it's usually like yeah. twenty to thirty minutes before I can. I th- I did it the other day where I was talking to. Uh, my best friend, and mm-hmm. uh, I was not even thinking about it and took a big gulp mm-hmm. of water, mm-hmm. and I had just eaten, and I was oh. like, um, I'm going to call you back. And I, like, dry heaved for about oh, five no. minutes in the bathroom because I, I started to get that, like, yeah. saliva, like you're going to throw up. Yep. And I was just yeah. like, <sighs> like, I, oh, my God. It was, it was awful. And I'm like, okay, you cannot forget – that you just ate and take a huge drink of water. Yeah, you can't. Like, you just can't do that. Yeah. No. That is one of the hardest things is not being able to drink after a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's almost like I need a sip. And that's mm-hmm. like when you're the thirstiest, it feels like. Like, it's so tempting. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, maybe just a tiny. Like, if I sip it really tiny, maybe it won't hurt. It always hurts. Yep. Yes. Just wait ready to drink. Yes. Um, well, and you're so you soon know, in the like, process. Do yeah. you have timers? Um, I don't actually, I typically just, you know, keep busy until like, you know, one thing that's good at distracting me is my phone Mm. and I'm working. So if after a meal, I make sure that I pick up my phone, check emails because there will always be something to distract me for a good Mm. 20 minutes Okay. Mm. when I pick, um, and sometimes, and and I have definitely always go past the 30 minutes time just Mm. by doing work, you know? Yeah. Um, is a good way of distracting me is is my work and I take my work so seriously literally um I love to be responsive that's one of my biggest thing is being responsive mm-hmm. when somebody messages me I like to respond right away so that's really good at keeping me busy which mm-hmm. has been really helpful um it's also been really helpful at keeping me from eating too much throughout the day I I know that it's early and you're supposed to eat little by little throughout the day yeah mm-hmm. um but some days I feel like I eat more than other days. And so work keeps me distracted from not eating too much, I feel like. Because um, once I sit down, a good hour will pass and I and I haven't even eaten. So that's one of the ways. I would suggest that you set timers. Yeah. Just because it sounds like, because you said you're struggling getting protein and water in. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're mm-hmm. not... You're you're not getting the protein water, and it's because you're not setting timers and reminding yourself, oh, you do need water. Like, because that mm-hmm. hour that you're not eating is fine. Just drink water during the hour that you're not eating, because mm-hmm. that was the only way I could get all of my water and protein. Yeah. And by like month three, I yeah. finally was able to get all of it in. I set timers so as soon as I woke up, I had a timer within thirty minutes of okay. you need to drink water, mm-hmm. and then thirty minutes after that. It was you drink your protein shake and then 30 like I had it set every 30 minutes. Yeah, because it's really necessary because hair loss and you um, vitamin deficiency and all of that is going to come from 
not getting enough protein. Are, do you feel dry at all? No. Because that's a big deal. Like if you're not getting enough water, you'll notice that your texture will be drier. Your hair will be drier. Mm-hmm. My hair got so dry. Like it looked like it was fried. Mm-hmm. That's how dry it looked because I couldn't get all of it in. Um, and that's like... That's the biggest deal. Like if you actually get all your protein and water in, you actually don't have to worry about your hair, skin, and nails things mm-hmm. because you got all the nutrients that your body needs. So if mm-hmm. you can get that in, then you really don't have to supplement. Um, so if right. you, you want to keep it just like, hey, I don't want to take any more supplements when I have to, then yeah, definitely mm-hmm. definitely beef up. Ooh, Sorry. that was a, I don't know that was what a loud that, noise. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but definitely That's just beef up your water and protein game with those timers. <laughs> so definitely. Um, but... Honestly, there are so many things that I've picked up that I wish were readily available to me at the beginning of my journey. Yeah. Like so many things. Like I I struggled with taking my vitamin pills after surgery Mm -hmm. and there are literally vitamin patches no one told me about. Like you could literally stick a patch on and you're fine. Right. Those things are cool. Yeah. I want to try them. These little things that no one taught to tell me Mm -hmm. that I had to find out myself. I just wanted it to be readily available for other people coming in. Like that that's the whole goal to make sure that other people have it easier than me because mm-hmm. I did all the research myself. Mm-hmm. Um and things I just have to find out from other people, from the internet. It would just be nice if there was a place for all of this, which is the reason why um I wanted to start what I started, you know? That's so, why you created the Gaster Cub. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why. Because I learned so much just by fishing through the internet and through these Facebook groups. And it was not easy to find the things that I'm finding out. Um, and so I want to make sure that all the cool things I know, everybody else does too. Awesome. Yeah. So, so what, on, yeah. on your website, so when did you start the website? When did you like, when did you start thinking, oh, I need to do this? Like, what was that moment like? The moment was um, about one week after post-op. Okay. One week post uh, Oh, my God. Like, look at all the things that I didn't know before I went into this. Um, I just wish it was readily available to me. Um, like before what? I started. So, things like um, advice and tips. Like, never trust a fart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Never trust a fart. Never do this. Never do that. Um, learn knowing about protein shots like they literally have shots you can take yep um any bottle full of protein that you could take if if you struggle with protein in the beginning Mm -hmm. um you know the the vitamin patch um tips and tricks for your for coffee lovers who can't have cough caffeine Mm -hmm. i found that if I add a scoop of decaf coffee to my Premier Protein Vanilla, it literally tastes like Starbucks. Ooh. Cool yep. um, recipes that I found, um, like, you know, che- t- melting cheese in the pot and making taco shells. Like, it, there's so many cool things that I had to find out the hard way. Yeah. That um, I just wanted to make sure other people coming in have access to. I like um, it. Yeah. I wanted to bring people together because I don't know everything, but other people who have been like your five years post up, I'm sure there's so much you can share. Right. I wanted a where I could literally go in and let's say um, you guys had your accounts on there. I could literally go into the website and private message you um, or you could even log in 
post your podcast episode, post a blog, post advice. It's like a giant Facebook group. Okay. I love it. Uh, I like it. You have the ability to add people as friends to your private network, private message them. You guys can have private conversations if you need advice um, or help with anything. And the goal is that, obviously, I know it's brand new, mm-hmm. but the goal is that maybe in a year or two, there will be um, resources in there for everyone. So maybe you could log in and speak to Dr. Dovak if you had a question, you know, message her on, on the hub mm-hmm. and she'll get back to you. Um and she could post whatever she wanted to post. You know, you guys have access to submitting posts. Um, currently, I post all the recipes myself and I post all the blogs myself. But anybody who signs up has access to submit their own. So if there's anything you want to post on the website, if you want to post a new recipe, you can post it on your private page. But if you want to post it on like the official blog, you can too. Oh, nice. So it. it's not just like a website to read what I have to say. Mm. It's also a Um, Or at least I want it to be. So I'm working on getting as many people as I can to sign up so that it's more of a community and everybody can share knowledge um, with each other. And then I want to, you know, have resources for other people as well, as well, you know, resources, blogs, recipe books, cool merch, stuff like that. What's on there right now? What, What have you got done so far? So currently I have tons of recipes, um, some articles that, I, that I'm sharing, uh, a few blog posts that came on this week um, was about how to stay on track while working from home, making sure that you're still getting your protein, your water. Um, and then I also pull articles from trusted sources like Bariatric Pal. Nice. Uh, and so when they post anything really super helpful, I make sure that it's shared for other people to see. So you might not follow all the cool resources and all the cool blogs out there mm-hmm. because they're not great to find. It's hard to find them when you Google it. Yep. But I want to make sure that when they post something important that it comes onto the website and you can see it from one central place. So the website doesn't just have my blogs. It literally pulls from other sources as well. Perfect. So. You know, um, any so if you guys have a blog or anything like that, you can post your own, but then you can also see from other websites as well without Perfect. leaving. Yeah, so it sounds um, like our followers, if they reached out to you, they can actually post things up and create their own little community on your website? Absolutely. So when they create a profile free of charge, they can submit recipes, submit articles, and they can socialize with anybody who's having the same experience as them. Perfect. This is supposed to be community um where everybody has gone through the exact same thing you don't have to explain anything to anyone um and it's all there for you to see (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so that's that's the whole point is to have a a judgment-free zone where everybody understands everybody's experience so how many people are on it right now does there a good uh following so far not yet we just officially launched oh um so um, it's now open for registration and now we're starting to accept um, memberships, which is free of charge. That's Perfect. awesome. Yeah, we'll have to go as yeah. soon as we're done here. We'll go register. We'll go registered so we can be on it too. Yeah, yeah so that sounds awesome. exciting. Yeah, so that's the gastrichub.com. Yes, gastrichub.com. And I know we last time we had talked, because we talked before this and just had a little 
that little uh, meeting, um, you had said that there was an app. Yes. So currently, um, if you type in Gastric Hub on the Google Play Store, mm-hmm. you'll be able to download it. We are working on getting it on the Apple Store as well, but they it's a longer process with Apple. Um, Always. <laughs> they are. Anybody who has Android or Google Play Phone, and you can download the app okay. on Google available for iPhone users, we will make an announcement as well. Excellent. Awesome. And so we want to make sure that everybody's on your Instagram page also. Um, And that's just at Gastric Hub. It's at my Gastric Hub. At my Gastric Hub. And that's on Instagram. Are you on like Twitter and Facebook as well or? Um, currently no, just okay. Instagram and then the website. Okay. Um, okay. we will make any announcements if we open any other official pages. Excellent. Um, but we do have some exciting things coming up, like our very own cookbooks and recipe books. Um, wow. we want, well, it's an ebook, but, um, I'm coming up with a keto free, um, keto friendly ebook for cooking, a vegetarian menu for cooking, um, Low carb options because we all need to be low carb. Mm-hmm. Um, and high protein ebooks, and they're going to be available for download on the sto- on the website. Hopefully, in the next coming weeks. But in the meantime, we just have free resources for everyone, free recipes, and then we have a shop if anybody wants to support because everything is free. Mm-hmm. Um, in you know, buy little things from the store like mugs and T-shirts and stuff like that. But they're all. They're all um, optional. You don't need to buy anything. You can come on the website, register for free, and meet people like you. Maybe find surgery buddies. Like, it's supposed to be a whole community for everyone. That's such a great mission. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. So are you a big cook? Um, I am not, but my best friend is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, she... She personally cooked everything in the ebook and she wrote down all her personal recipes and um, she she loves to cook. So she was so happy to support me through my journey by keeping me on track um, because I am not a huge cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been living off of protein shakes in my uh, pr- puree stage because I couldn't be bothered to cook any of those puree recipes online. Mm-hmm. They just it didn't interest me to cook. So I pretty much did you know, like protein shakes and refried beans, anything simple and and, and quick. Um, but she took the time to develop cookbooks for people who love to cook and want to to do it. So we will be publishing that and it should be um, up very, very soon. We will make an announcement when that's ready. Yay. Awesome. So are you in still in purees right now or are you into real you're in real food, right? Yes, I am. A, I'm in solid foods. I've been for a few weeks now. Okay. Uh, I am officially four months. I had my surgery December, sorry, two months. I had my surgery December 4th. Okay. So awesome. What's your, what's your favorite meal for right now for being in solid foods? What's your go-to meal? Um, To be quite honest, I've been eating a lot of meats okay. because I, I want protein as possible so um i've had lots and lots of chicken (laughs) (laughs) um so much chicken like chicken um i've stayed away from fried chicken but like Mm. baked chicken and and things like that so 
Um, I've just been, I'm still drinking a lot of protein shakes mm-hmm. and just eating as much meat as possible. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I, I yeah. know I'm not a huge cook. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to like stand at the stove and cook for hours. <laughs> like that's not yeah. who I am. Um, yeah. So I found Crock-Pot meals incredibly helpful. Um, and I actually have a couple recipes for chicken, um, mm-hmm. chicken thighs that I just, I can't get she enough She loves of. it. Yeah. yeah. It's so easy. Like you just put it in the Crock-Pot, let it cook for five or six hours, and then dinner's done. And it's so easy. Oh, you could put that on the gastric hub. Yes, I could. <laughs> I could. So cool. Yes, I got a video of each of the recipes on how to put them together. Um, and then I'll have the recipe up here pretty soon. So oh, cool. Yeah. So what was, do you, um, we love sauces. <laughs> yes. How are you with your sauces? Because I know like I dip chicken in everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm, uh, I have stayed away from sauces because okay. of the fear of eating too much sugar. Okay. Uh, so I haven't like been dipping things in anything. Um, but when I cook, I use tons of tons of spices. So like nice. any spice I can throw in there to make my, my sauce taste good. I will. Um, I just wanted to get every, the, the seasoning, the organic way just for now until I'm more experienced with picking the best low carb option for sauces because a lot of hitting sugar in sauce. So yes, I'm, I'm just trying to stay away from that because I'm still early in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but any cool recommendations from you? What sauces do you like? Mine's um, hot sauce. I'm a hot sauce girl. Oh. So. Absolutely. And so buffalo buffalo sauce is my jam. And so I'll do like <laughs> buffalo sauce with chicken and then I'll dip it a little bit in ranch. Mm. And I have a keto ranch that I make from scratch. So like I have that with it and it's it's bomb. I I don't count sauces. She does. Because I I cannot eat a dinner without lots of sauce. So mm. I and I mean honestly the amount of sauce that we take like that we put in our body is not that big of a deal. It's so funny because you're like a carb Nazi. I but am yet a carb Nazi. You're totally fine with sauces. Yes. I <laughs> I do not eat bready things, but I will mm. I do not pay attention to the back of the nutritional label on sauces. Like so funny. Um, but I know that there's uh what is it? Something stubs. You can get it at Walmart and I believe you can get it on Amazon too. And it's sugar free uh sauces. Oh yes. And they have like barbecue. Yeah, it's uh, what is it? Something stubs. You want to look it up? Yes, I want to look it up because so, I'm. Because where are you? Where are you living right now? Are you in Canada, the UK? I think we got confused about so where you're at. I I am living in London, UK. Okay, that's why I've actually decided to move. Okay. <laughs> and stay in the UK permanently. Whoa. However, it's been rough, sister, because literally they have nothing. Like, there's no premier protein. There's no fair life. They have nothing. So I was going to ask how I different to, I have it? to deal with um, their own brand of protein shakes. And obviously, it's not it's not a desert. So they do have their own. They have protein shakes and stuff, but it's not the brand I'm used to. So I have to now do a taste test of all of the brands they have and find my favorite all over again, which... Mm. Oh. sucks because mm-hmm. I did months of research finding the best tasting protein shakes mm-hmm. in Canada um, and I have to redo that now mm-hmm. however it, it's better for my mental health to be close to my family because my family's here yeah um, and I just wanted to be closer to them and I have so much plans for travel obviously coronavirus has said no ma'am you're going nowhere mm-hmm. however 
London is literally the best place if I wanted to do all the travel I want to do because it's central to everywhere. So um, I've decided to move to London, UK permanently. That's awesome. Um, That's amazing. Is there any brands that UK uses that US uses so we can do some reviews and help out? Uh, what do you mean? Sorry. Well, because you know um, how like Premier is kind of like prominent over here, but like you, yeah. But other places can get it, but it might cost a little bit more. Is there a way like is there anything in the UK that we could get so we can try it? Um, like, what's their yeah. biggest brand over there? I guess for protein shakes, um, they have a brand called U Fit, so like the letter U and Fit. Okay. Uh, and everybody swears by it that it's the best tasting protein shake. Um, I think Premier Protein t- tops that taste-wise because I, I, I definitely enjoy their caramel and vanilla ones. Um, okay. But UFIT is the closest I found to a great to- tasting Premier, um, a great tasting protein shake. Gotcha. Okay. okay, we'll have to look that one up. So I found the sauces. Yeah. They are on Amazon for a four pack. Cool. It's $32, so it's a little bit more expensive, but I just pulled up the first one i saw but it's called mm-hmm. g the letter g hughes mm-hmm. and it looks like okay. that oh cool okay awesome and they're they all sugar free uh, awesome that's really cool um i do know of a uh, there is a uk brand called skinny foods and they have like sugar-free things from nutella to jams to sauces um low carb oatmeal, low carb pancakes. So I've done some research on that. So Skinny Foods is one of the um, brands that Mm -hmm. I want to blog about because I ordered some things like I did a haul and I I was going to write an article about that. Um, But they have sugar free like um, syrups for your pancakes, sugar free um, sauces like ketchup, barbecue, and so when I try all of those, I will be doing a review. But yeah. so far, amazing oatmeal because oatmeal is full of carbs. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Their carb option is so it tastes literally the same, and it is so super low calorie and super low sugar, and it's been my holy grail so far. So Perfect. I'm going to definitely be touching on that very soon um but yeah there was literally no resources for for me moving to the uk or even being in canada which has a lot of the same thing as the us i still found myself doing a lot of research to yeah. find things that i know mm-hmm. and so i hope that the next generation of people doing the surgery have gastric hub to help them you know with their journey, um, having to just go in there and, and treat it like a huge search engine and search for whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. Because... One of the biggest for me is the recipe search engine on the website. Um, you can go in there and literally typing the ingredients in your fridge and it will give you recipes containing what you have. So you can go in there, type in how many servings, type in the ingredients that you have in your fridge and it will bring up recipes that have those ingredients. So you can literally, you know, figure out what meal to cook Mm. from what you have at home. That's that's so funny because we thought of that too. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, how cool would it be if you had an app that can just like put in the food in your fridge and it'll just tell you what you can have. Like that's amazing. So that's the biggest thing. I, that's my favorite part. 
Um, so when I post recipes on there, I make sure that I, you know, tag everything that's in there so that everybody else have, they just go in and put in what they want. Obviously you can just click on recipes and see what's there, but if you want to search, you can put in all what you have, the, you know, if you want it to be low sugar, low calories, you put it in there and it will bring up the relevant options. Perfect. And I'm working, working every day to make sure that I update those with new recipes, um, but I do have a full-time job as well. So I, I try my best to uh, um, make sure the website is updated for everyone as well. Awesome. But having people sign up be also great because then they can share theirs as well. Mm. Um, everyone. Perfect. What was, um? so we can kind of, back, I'm going to back up a little bit out of the gastric cup stuff and more to you. Um, okay. So when you got your surgery, like you were in Tijuana, like, mm-hmm. how was your post-op there? Like, you know, like, how'd you feel? What did they give you? How was transporting home? Like, how was that? So, it was super smooth. So, when I got to the airport, they picked me up and they drove me to the center. I did all my tests and everything. Then they drove me to a hotel, which was super luxury. I had a mini kitchen. Um, the fridge was full of jello for me if i needed broth i called and they brought it in for me free of charge then i went to surgery which was the next day and it was a super um smooth process except i had some trouble with my iv because i had really hard to find veins and they had to poke me like five times to find a vein it sucked i actually started to cry because at one point i felt like they were going to cancel my surgery or something. I was being super oh, dramatic. Oh, no. I feel like that's a fear. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. That's a, that's a valid fear. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, if they can't find a vein, I probably can't go into surgery, you know. So I freaked out. But, you know, super – they literally – my surgeon literally came down to my room and did the IV himself. Like, Oh, wow. When the nurse couldn't find a vein, he came in and he took care of me. Like, he came, he did the IV, he poked me twice, and he found a perfect vein, and then – I went away into surgery, woke up, three incisions, that was it, just three, um, which is technically only two because one was my drain hole. Um, (laughs) So, like, I woke up, I had no recollection of what had happened. I don't even remember being put under. Like, they, I remember lying on the the bed, the Mm -hmm. table, and then waking up. Oh, crazy, yeah. I think my surgery was like 45 minutes. Like it was just crazy fast. Wake up. Um, I had soreness, obviously, um, a little bit of gas pain and a shooting pain in my shoulder. I don't know if you guys get that gas pain in the shoulder, yep, which I still happens it. to me today sometimes. Um, and then I stayed the night in the, ho- in the, in the hospital and they just gave me like ice chips. Pain-wise, it was fine. Good. They gave me pain patients. I just had really bad gas, and my shoulder was killing me. Yeah. Right? Um, next day, they discharged me, and they take me to the recovery house, which was just like a house with private hotel, sorry, private hospital rooms. Mm. So I had TV, and my bed was there, and my IV was there. And it was large enough for two people. So if I had a companion, they could have slept in the little sofa bed. Nice. Um, and then I, you know, I just stayed there and I was perfectly fine. I even went to the bathroom the next day. Like, I know people are constipated usually, mm-hmm. but I 
to the bathroom the next day. And I remember when I did that, all my gas pain left. Oh. Like, oh. I literally, it was almost like it just came out of me. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I went to the bathroom and all my gas pain left. I just had the shoulder pain. Um, and all in all, it was a super pain-free experience. Like I was completely fine when they discharged me the next day. So I stayed one night in the hotel, two nights, one night in the hotel, one night in the hospital, and one night in the recovery room. Okay. Wow. So then they discharged me, and I stayed, like, in an Airbnb for an extra couple of days because of COVID. I couldn't find a ticket home, you know? So I had to stay an extra couple of days in an Airbnb, and so I was taking care of myself in San Diego. Wow. And was a super exp- good experience. Like I had no pain. They gave me meds. I just took my meds as as re- instructed. My antibiotics and all of that stuff. Are you glad uh, that you went alone, or do you wish that you had had a companion with you? I was glad I went alone. Okay, because it was not even a scary experience, and I feel like somebody else there would have given me more ex- anxiety mm-hmm. because they were scared, and then I would have taken that on to myself. Um, because, you know, the bad reputation that Mexico has, you know, with their medical, with their healthcare, having to take care of somebody else's feelings would have been really hard for me. So, yeah. And they get a bad rap, man, because we've, we've talked to now three people have gone to Mexico and we've only heard good things. Yes. Like amazing things. So it's like, Hey, their doctors know what they're doing. I think people are just nervous about like the stuff they hear with the whole like the cartels and like mm-hmm. the violence but it's like it's not happening in certain cities mm-hmm. so as long as you do your research which sounds like she'll have on the gastric hub i would imagine this place at least yes of where to go because it sounds like it was a great experience yeah it was definitely um it was probably better care <laughs> than probably i don't know the u.s or canada i feel like the amount of care I got, my surgeon personally coming to my room to see how I'm doing because he heard me crying <laughs> about Aww. my injections. Like, I don't know what hospital would do that. I don't know what surgeon who gets paid probably 10 grand an hour <laughs> coming right. to, to, do, to do IV, which is a nurse's job, right? And, like, he was just so caring. He came to the hospital with me. The um, Sorry, the recovery house after to go through my scans. And took a selfie with me. Like, he was so, so sweet. And he even followed me on Instagram after. That's awesome. Nice. I didn't even, I was like, how do you even know my Instagram? But (laughs) (laughs) he followed me. He followed all the girls who were with me. And it was like a small family. Like, the people who have the surgery the same day as me, we still talk. Like, we still keep in touch. And check on each other, see how we're doing. We're all doing differently. You know, some doing better than others. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it's been such, like, I'm so glad I did it there. That's, That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. So I love it. Definitely. <laughs> what was, um? so now, like, you just stayed two days in the Airbnb. How was the flight? I think people are really nervous about flying after surgery. So mm-hmm. how does that work? It, I, I feel like I'm not the right person because everything went so smooth for me. <laughs> no, that's and good. I, that it, I don't know. I, I know that's not the same for everybody else, but I felt 100% fine. Like, okay. I even walked the whole time. I know people 
were like, oh my God, you can order a wheelchair and they will just drive you around. Mm-hmm. And many people did that because of um, as much luggage that they had. More, more, Some people had bad stomach aches. Some people had really bad gas pain. I walked my entire trip, like literally in the airport, walking and walking and walking to find my gates. Because, you know, like traveling is a journey. Yeah. Because sometimes from one gate to another is like half an hour walking. Dang, girl. <laughs> you're tough. I walked the whole time. I like I and I would like make sure I go to the bathroom to check on my incision, to change my bandage. Like I was doing all of that perfectly fine. Um, when I got to the the seat in the airplane, I had to be careful with my seatbelt right. um, near my incisions, but they kind of put my incisions higher up. So mm. my seatbelt was closer to my waist and my incisions are pretty high up. Like there's one like almost under my breast yeah, <laughs> and another one is like near my belly button and the other one just on the other side. So the seatbelt wasn't even anywhere close to my incision. So it was perfectly fine. Um, however, other people have like five incisions and so it might be in different places. And so traveling would be annoying with the seatbelt um, and the more incisions, the more pain. So some people can't walk as much as I'm walking, but honestly, the journey back home was fine, Pref- awesome. perfectly fine. I had my pills with me. So whenever I felt those pains, I would just pop a pill and the pain would go away. What kind of um, um, painkillers do they give you? Because I know we're not allowed to have what ibuprofen right after or Tylenol or something. Ibuprofen. So. Okay. Uh, I can't recall, to be honest. Um, it was like a really, really tiny yellow pill. Um, and it worked wonders. And I only took maybe two in the pack. I never even took it again. As soon as I got home, I, I was fine. Wow. I only took my antibiotics and I had to take the painful B12 injections mm. that really burned in my ass. Um, oh, so you and, actually had to do an injection injection yeah, with B12? Yeah, a lot of people do. Oh, I never had yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. They gave me one before they discharged me, and then they gave me a packet of like four. Mm. So like for four or five days after I left, I had to take those every day. Now, I skipped it for two days because I couldn't inject myself. I couldn't bring myself to, because you have to put it in your butt, mm-hmm. and I was alone. Okay. So I waited till I got home, and then my mom, who's a nurse, just took care of it, and she gave me my shot every night, which sucks. They literally feel like fire when oh, it gets wow. – like the needle doesn't even hurt. When they start pushing the meds in, it feels like fire, like going in your butt. So I hated that. Yeah, I but bet. and my antibiotics and my omeprazole – that was it. I didn't take any more meds like okay. for pain or anything. It was just normal, like soreness. Obviously, you got cut into. So yeah. it's going to hurt. But it was nothing like, oh, my God, I'm dying. It was never anything like that. It was just like pain that I prepared for. Like I knew that this was not a walk in the park. I was mentally prepared for the surgery 100%. Nice. Um, <laughs> so do you still so- have to do those shots or is that was just in the, in the beginning? No, it's just like four days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it was five days. They gave me one before I left, and then I took it four times um, after I was discharged. Gotcha. And what was your first yeah. solid foods? Because I heard you mentioned beans, and that was ours. We fried beans and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ate the inside of a um, – gosh, what was it? Um, so the inside of a, uh, of a Subway um, – meatball and cheese oh okay yeah so like mm-hmm. 
like I ordered it in a cup, like meatballs, and they put Parmesan cheese on it, and I just mashed it up. Nice. And and they're actually when when they're hot, the meatballs literally melt. Like I just mashed it with my fork, mm-hmm. with the cheese and the and the marian marinara sauce. And it was literally, I felt like I was eating lobster or something because it was the first solid food. It tasted even better. Oh, yes. (laughs) You know, not being able to eat for so long, which felt like like two months for me because I did a long pre-op diet. I think I had like three weeks Mm. of no food. Yeah, I did the same thing. And then the four or six weeks of no food again, it was a journey, honestly. It is. It's not easy. No, and it's funny because no one else besides us in this community understands the feeling of that first bite of food because you're right. right. Like all of a sudden, like my eyes got teared up, like my mouth got like saliva-y. It was like, ooh, like it was like flavor right in the face. And I was like, holy shit. It's almost sad too because when you when you start to eat, you can only have two or three bites. And now right. you're wishing. But like this meal, I've waited two months to have and I cannot have more than two bites. It's yep. like I want to cry because I want to eat all this food. Yeah. Oh, I, I did. Want I cried. To, <laughs> I want to literally put my face in this food. Like I just want to mm-hmm. eat it right. Like it's almost it's like joy that ends in sadness because then you're like, oh, man, like that was so good. I want more. Yep. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, I get so, angry. I'd be like, God damn it, I wish more. Like, this is annoying. And I know I get, even it's to this day, like yesterday, we had, I had chicken, um, like yeah. chicken wings or whatever, boneless. And yeah. I can only have two. And I was like, this is so good. And mm-hmm. so I was like, no, Mel, just in 30 minutes to 45 minutes, you can have more. Just, yep, you gotta exactly. be. <laughs> I'll have my, my couple bites and then I set it aside. Yep. And then I'll reach for it again and have a couple more bites. And then I set it aside. Yeah. So it's like a process. It's, it's hours. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm five years plus post up and it still happens. Mm-hmm. And I still get angry. About I'm almost it. two years. So that makes me feel so much better to know that in five years, you can eat two chicken wings and still be full. Because one of my biggest fear is that in six months, I'll be stuffing my face no. again because no. I've back to normal you no know? no you're gonna you'll it'll hurt so as long as you like if you feel the pain and you stop mm-hmm. right when the pain hurt like hurts you'll be fine mm-hmm. it's if you feel the pain and then your brain kind of like talks you into like having more mm-hmm. that's when I think that that's the slippery slope um and then knowing what your trigger foods are like I can't have bread because mm-hmm. I will eat a whole loaf of garlic bread to myself here too and um I can't have like ranch around me too much because I will mm-hmm. eat all of the ranch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mine's wow. are sweets. I can't have sweets in the house because oh. I will eat them all. Yep. There is I, no stopping me when I want sweets. Yep. I am a huge sweets fan. And what I did was that I went on Amazon and I bought myself sugar-free everything, mm-hmm. sugar-free, sugar-free biscuits, sugar-free anything I could find because I am a snacker. And I wanted to make sure that I'm snacking on sugar-free stuff. Yeah. Um, and I looked up as much as sugar-free stuff as I could. You know, I, I definitely love my sweets. So finding sugar-free candy and finding sugar-free chocolate was a huge deal for me. Although I don't reach for it often, I don't feel as bad when I end up reaching for it. So, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't introduce sweets until year one because after year one. 
Because I was like, because you're so focused on water and protein, it's so hard to even think about anything else. So yeah, there's no reason to be eating anything but protein and drinking your water. Yeah. For the first year. Yeah. Because your your body is lacking a lot of nutrients. So it's like you, if you're going to put something in your body, it has to be new, like really high in nutrients and mm-hmm. stuff for your body to keep it functioning. Well, and that's why I didn't really eat vegetables for the first year mm-hmm. because I was so focused on protein that like all of my food groups were like meat and then mm-hmm. nuts, cheese, like that was, that was what it. I ate. Yeah. Protein those, shakes. Those that's three it. things, uh, four things with protein shakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did not eat anything else but that for the first year. But I also hit my goal weight. Like nine months late in? Ten months. Ten months in? Ten months post-op. Yeah. So 125 pounds in one less than a year. It's crazy because it took me a year and a half to hit that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because I was so focused on yeah. protein, protein, protein. Like that was the first thing when I woke up. That was the last thing that I thought about when I went to sleep. Protein, well, protein, protein. And I think you're I on think a... that it's, it's, it's good to know um, the kind of person that you are. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who is motivated and can stick to a plan, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, somebody like me, I know that if I'm too restrictive, I will binge. So okay. how I do it is that I um, make sure that I'm eating my protein and blah, blah, blah. And then if I ever feel like, oh, my God, I really want something. I go for it and I make sure that I'm having it in moderation. So, for example, I bought sugar-free cookies, mm-hmm. right? But I never touch it until one day I'll be sitting down and all I can think of is a cookie. Mm. And so I don't feel as bad if I have that particular one because it's low sugar and low carb. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like if you're going to restrict yourself, um, do it in a healthy way. Don't like say, oh, I'm not going to eat bread because the whole point is that we get to lead a normal life. It's just everything is in moderation. It, the surgery isn't for you to like have and then never eat bread again or never eat sugar again or never right. eat candy again because um, that will just probably result in a binge if you don't have self-control. Um, but there are people who do have self-control like you, mm-hmm. you know, who can stick yeah. to a plan. Well, well, yeah, and I don't have like great self control. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I, I will. I've binged on binges, some. Yes. Yeah, I've binged on some cake lately because <laughs> there is a lot going on. But I also know that I can't bring those things into the house. Like yeah. that's right. That's my thing. Like if I am gonna have that. It needs to mm-hmm. either be like when I'm at Melanie's house uh, or if I'm <laughs> at dinner or something like that. Like that's when I'm allowed to have those things. When I'm home, yeah, they're yeah. not allowed in the house. Yeah, I have to go get it. That's yeah. my rule is like if I have to leave and I and if I made that decision to leave to go get it, then it's fine. Um, because our doctors were very – they said literally they, get, they said no bread, no pasta, no rice. Mm-hmm. No sugar. Um, no sugar. So for the first year. They're like, you can introduce that later after the first year, but the first year is they are so focused on protein and water that they're like, don't even worry about anything else. Just count your protein and water. So that's probably why, like, we're so, like, we're conveying that to you, too, because it's just like, we just didn't do it the first year because our doctors were like, don't. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, like, I've definitely introduced more things in because, you know, I'm almost at two years now. So the first year was like, okay, lose as much weight as you can for the, because you only have, like, it's that first year is where you're going to lose the maximum the amount yeah. of weight for most people. 
And then after that first year, I was like, okay, well, now I can start introducing like a few potatoes and have a little bit of rice and like things like that. So I do have carbs. I do have those little things. But I try to just, like you said, have it in moderation and be aware that what I'm eating needs to have some type of nutrients in it. Yeah. Like I don't want to just be binging on empty calories or, you know, empty Excuse me. Empty things. No, you're fine. Well, because I still haven't hit my goal weight. Um, And we talk about it all the time because Mm -hmm. like I'm about for and it's funny because my doctor corrected me when we interviewed her and she's like, I never gave you a goal weight, girl. You gave yourself a goal weight. weight. And I was like, gosh, she's right. Um, Because for me, I wanted to be like in the 160s. And my lowest I got was 179. And right now I'm, I just hover around 192. Like just Mm -hmm. my body likes it. It's been like this for two years. It's Mm -hmm. annoying. Um, but, but that's, that's the thing is like trying to lose as much as you can in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, is a big deal. Cause that, it starts slowing down. And now I'm like, I'm a normal person. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fucking hard as shit to lose weight. Well, and it is, I mean, you've, you've, it's been really hard for you yeah. to lose anyway and yeah. you'll lose five pounds and then you'll go back and then you go down and then go back. So it is, um, I mean, you've, you've conveyed how difficult it is. Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. Are you still um, restricted, like stomach-wise, your sleeve? Are you eating more than normal? Like, do you? For me, what I've I know what it is, and it's it's hard because it's like I'm trying to get my brain to wrap around it. It's like I used to work out all the time, and I just don't now. So it's like. The fact that so I, I'm maintaining really well mm-hmm. is just the fact of I don't work out like I normally would. Like I used to actually go on walks all the time. I would do at least one workout a day. And mm-hmm. with COVID, I'm stuck at home just like you. And mm-hmm. that whole stationary thing really messes with me because at work, I had a standing desk. I'd stand all day and then I'd take three breaks and walk a mile each break. So now I don't do any of that. Um, I don't have a standing desk. And it rains all the damn time right now. So we're not going outside and walking. Mm -hmm. And I don't even feel motivated anymore. Like COVID kind of like fucked me up with the whole motivation and uh, not being, and getting depression is happening. (laughs) Huh? You might need a treadmill desk. I saw one on Amazon the other day. Those look cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So just knowing like what your body needs and wants because and just listen to your body is the biggest deal because I know what it needs to lose weight. I just I'm like being stubborn kind yeah. of is the deal. You are being stubborn. I'm very, very stubborn about it. Yeah. <laughs> Did Doc say anything about what the key is to weight loss after the surgery? Is it protein? Is it water? Is there like a formula that you should stick to? That's to- the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. You want protein first and foremost. Then you want your weight. You are guaranteed that you are going to lose weight. I mean, there should be nothing stopping you from losing weight if you are hitting your protein or aspiring to hit your protein. So getting as close as you can to that goal, aspiring to hit as much water as physically possible, and then just doing walks or doing an exercise. Yeah, because Dr. Jovac, what she said last week was the fact of – it's really just the water for like the protein first and like getting all of that. And I noticed with me, we're tracking it because we do a protein challenge. I'm not getting enough mm-hmm. protein. No. I'm not. I'm what are we supposed to be at? She said like 70 to 80 grams 80 of protein grams. and I'm yeah. barely getting 40 to 50. Yep. And that's on my ass because I wow. have the protein shakes, but I'm just not drinking them. Yep. I'm tired of I protein think, shakes. Yeah. I, um, I think that the protein shake is key because yeah. it's really hard. 
high protein foods. I, I've noticed when I'm looking in the back, it's like four grams here, five grams there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, how does anybody hit 80? Mm-hmm. So I think that things are the key. I have been buying as the highest that I can find. There's actually a brand in the UK that has 50 grammed um, protein shakes. Obviously, it's a big bottle, but I keep in mind that um, I, I strive to drink at least one of that a day. Oh, that's um, good. So if I drink at least one of the 30 to 50 gram, because Premier Protein is 30, I brought as much as I could find in Canada with me. So I'm not done my Premier yet. Um, and one has 30 grams. So I say to myself, at least drink two of these a day, right? Or mm-hmm. if I have one of the 50 grams, I say, okay, drink one of that a day. And then the rest you can kind of take from your food. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's, it's a slippery slope because you never really know how much protein is in your food. Um, and also there are days where I don't feel like eating at all. Like I just don't even want to eat anything. Yep. So Mm -hmm. I just have to keep in mind to drink my protein shake. So I think for somebody who struggles with protein, my biggest advice is to not stop the shakes. Yeah. Um, I want to always drink my shake. Like even after I've hit my goal or I'm still like maybe five years post up, I want to keep in mind to at least have one a day. Because it is truly the fastest way of getting your protein in. Yep. It really um, is. Because if you, if I just put that one protein in, now all of a sudden yeah. I'm, I'm at 70 grams. Mm-hmm. So it's just like just getting that one at least, just mm-hmm. do it. Dr. Dovac yeah. did say that your body cannot absorb more than 30 uh, grams of protein at a time. Um, so when you have your 51, just split it up like in sessions. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. Is mm-hmm. there like a time limit? Did she say anything about that? Oh, did we ask a time limit? I don't think we asked a time limit, but we'll we'll message her and ask. Well, we'll have her back on on Tuesday the 16th. I think we're having her back on. I honestly thought that that was a myth. Like, it's almost like in the Facebook groups, people will say it and other people will say, no, that's not true. And then you don't know who to believe. It's very Uh, conflicting for most information. Yeah. I thought I heard a pop. Sorry, that like scared me for a second there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyways, yeah. So before we let you go, is there anything else mm-hmm. that you would like to add about your journey or about the gastric hub or anything that you want to plug real quick? Um, well, the only thing that I would like to plug is um, to let everybody know that our registration is officially open um, at gastrichub.com. And I just want to encourage everybody to be um, did diligent in their journey. I've definitely realized how much misinformation there are out there. Mm-hmm. And the whole goal is that there will be one place that you, you can be sure to find experts and make sure that information that you're receiving is accurate yeah. because there's so much information out there, like on Google and Facebook, and you just can't listen to what anyone is saying. You have to make sure that you're listening to your dietitian, your um, your doctor, like you always take the advice of your surgeon, number one, mm-hmm. um, not the advice of somebody on Facebook, just because it pleases you better. Right. Because I remember early in my journey, I was like, I cannot do, pr- <laughs> I cannot do the liquid phase anymore. Can I please start solids a little early? Everybody was like, yeah, I only did proteins. I only did liquids for one week. And I was fine. Like, you can't listen to that. Because everybody's different. You listen to your surgeon and your dietitian. Um, so, yeah, all in all, um, my advice to everyone is to listen to your surgeon and your dietitian to have a smooth transition the first um, 
few months before you get to solids and just be aware of the kind of advice that you're accepting Mm -hmm. and be good to yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. I'm struggling with that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking that I'm a slow loser when I'm literally just losing average weight yep. like everybody else. Yep. yep. Give you yourself know? grace. So give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself. I know we're all super hard on ourselves and we want to lose as much weight as possible. But mm-hmm. just be kind to yourself. Don't rush into things. It's not a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's a race. Mm-hmm. Sorry, is it the right. It's, it's, it's not a race. It's a marathon. There you go. No, I thought we'll it was. If it's not a marathon. It's it's, it's, no. it's a sprint, not it's, a marathon. Is it right? It's not a. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah, yeah, that's Mar- the one. Yeah, yeah. marathon <laughs> is long. Yes, sprint is quick. <laughs> yes, there we there go. We, go. we got between it. Between the three of us, we'll <laughs> we'll get it figured out. So I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much for being on. We're so excited to tell everybody all about the Gastro Cub, and hopefully we can just, like, get a bunch of people over there and really get that information out to everybody. Heck, yeah, because this is going to be what I've been wanting. This is why we started the podcast, was trying to have right. more information and not have people feel alone and ashamed and scared and embarrassed. So. Yes. This is a great place. So thank you for creating this. Yes. There's an app. There's a website. Go now, sign up, and uh, get all the resources that you can imagine are going to be on there. So Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Blessing once again. And uh, we will talk to you soon. That's right. Keep in touch. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that was that blessing. Was, that was blessing with the Gastro Cub, her creation, just for us um, bariatric people. So go out and check it out. She's on Instagram. We have her on. We we will link her page as soon as this episode releases. So go check it out over there. And I was super excited to meet her. Like from the UK, we've never had anybody from there. Yeah. So that was, that was a lot exciting. of fun. Yeah, and she's been all over. She's lives in lived in Canada. She went to Tijuana for her surgery and now she's in the UK. So awesome. All right, we'll go check it out and thank you guys for listening. Thank and you. remember, if you want any merch cuz we have a new merch going on, yeah. go to oslp.xyz and uh, look at all the stuff. Yeah. Buy some shit. And if you want some stickers, <laughs> Contact us. us, and they're $5 a piece. That's right. Hit us up. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This was our Sleeved Life podcast, and we will talk to you soon. That's right. See you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP, where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Nick Dukes for our web design, Dylan Godfrey for our editing, and Eric Vaughn from 17th Street Studios for our music and recording space. Thanks for listening to our Sleeve Life podcast. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time.